All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Boca Podcast. I am your host, Nathan Holritz, and uh, I appreciate your patience. If you're waiting for the live stream to go live at noon Eastern today, we had a few technical difficulties that we had to work through. For the time being, we've been able to work through them, I think, um, and we're going we're gonna to try to make this work. If you are listening to the audio version of this after the fact, do know that we're streaming our episodes now live at facebook.com slash Podcast. And then youtube.com slash photogs edit. That's the photographer's edit YouTube channel. And uh, so if, if you want to go back and watch the live streams, the video versions, we're going to be looking at websites and, and Instagram and potentially bringing out some other visual demonstrations. And of course, you can actually see us having the conversation. Make sure to go back and, and watch the replays. We do have those at facebook.com slash Boca Podcast and then youtube.com slash photogs edit. And uh, do follow us on Instagram, Boca Podcast. B-O-K-E-H podcast on Instagram, and we'll keep you posted on all the upcoming live streams. Today, uh, it is my privilege to have Heather Floyd with me. Heather, thank you so much for making time to hang out with all of us. You're welcome. I'm so excited to be here. I can't believe that this is happening. (laughs) Well, you were kind enough to reach out to us. And again, I I will emphasize this is a privilege to have you on here, particularly because you have a, a fascinating business model that Honestly, I don't know that I've I've ever heard of. I've been in the industry for 20 years at this point. And and actually there's two components to it. We're going to talk about both of these. In fact, let's just get right into it. Your brand position and as we're talking about this, I'm going to pull up your website. Uh, because this is just fascinating to me. Your brand position at floydfamilyphotography.com, f l o y d familyphotography.com, documentary family adventure photographer in Boise Idaho. Now, maybe give a little bit of context to our listeners, too. This is kind of a funny story. How did you even hear about... Well, actually, I should say, how did you hear your website mentioned on the Boca podcast previously? Well, Nathan, I listen to your podcast every single week. And when you do brand consultations, I'm always listening in. And you had somebody from my area. Her name is Tiffany Hicks. She's an amazing photographer in our area. And She was doing a brand consultation with you, and as typical, you go through all of the people that are her competition, and without saying names, you list them off to share the differences between the two, and I heard me because there's nobody (laughs) else like me at all, and so I'm like, oh my gosh, she talked about me, and I'm like, I'm so exciting, I have to say. I was even, I even shared it on social media because I was like, oh my gosh, look, you guys, like this is me. (laughs) So I was so excited. Well, so to give even further context, when I make these comparison contrasts, I do the brand position consultations for the photographers that come on the show. I'm, I'm going through their quote unquote competition, the photographers in their marketplace that they are going to be competing against so that uh, both the photographer that's. I'm consulting for can get a good feel for their competition. And I can also demonstrate to our listeners how to do this research, how to look at your marketplace, and then ultimately create a position statement and a brand that stands out in contrast to what your competition's doing. And it's honestly, it's relatively rare that I see a strong brand position from those in the marketplace that I'm looking at. Yours happened to be one of them that was not only super strong, but but truly unique. I mean, in an ideal world, our brand position statement is one that's unique truly unique in that marketplace that stands out that enables us to market our business more effectively. So to jump, that's giving context to our listeners. So to jump back to your website here, to land on your site, it says documentary family adventure photographer in Boise, Idaho. It's like, wow, first of all, 
so concisely and clearly communicated. The subtext there is helping plan and photograph your outdoor family adventure so it will last a lifetime in print. And there are plenty of people that are doing family photography and adventure photography, adventure wedding photography, elopements have become super, super popular. And documentary photography has been popular for a long time. You've kind of combined all these things into the family genre and actually created something that's super unique. And I have a lot of respect for that. How did you even come up with this position in the first place? Well, honestly, in a Facebook group years and years ago, this woman from another country in one of my documentary um, Facebook groups, she posted this picture of a family that she had taken out in the middle of who knows where. It was this most gorgeous location. And she called her session an adventure session Hmm. and it just clicked it was I had been struggling um with what kind of families I wanted to do because I did not enjoy doing the typical post portraits that most people will do Mm -hmm. and I was good at it and I did it for a really long time and I you know it just wasn't hitting me in my heart. And so when I saw that, I went, I want to do that. And I just kind of came up with my own thing. And if there's anything about me, you'll learn that in marketing and everything, it's a why not? I'll try it (laughs) and see (laughs) what happens. But but I think the difference between the why not, let's try it, where we're just kind of like crossing our fingers and hoping it works. The difference between that and the way that you approach it is that you actually created a position statement. In fact, let's actually break this down. I'm going to pull your website back up, but you created a position statement that clearly communicates a unique value proposition, right? Because if somebody is looking for a family photographer, I mean, they could go to a million different family photographers if they want something that's actually unique, that captures uh, an experience within that family ideally something that's outdoors or maybe they're going to a park or whatever it might be, but it captures that experience for them in that environment. You're the person to come to, but what's even cooler about that is there, I don't, I literally have not seen another photographer with this brand position statement in our industry. And I've been in the industry for like 20 years. So this is pretty cool, but I want to break this down for our listeners because why, I mean, this position statement's unique. That, That makes it strong to begin with. It is on the homepage of the website, above the fold, you don't have to scroll to go looking for it. So brilliantly done in that regard as well. And then what Thank happens? Thank you, StoryBrand. With- <laughs> oh yeah, shout out to StoryBrand, <laughs> building a StoryBrand, Donald Miller for sure. But then when I, I look at the position statement, so first of all, you you describe the genre that you're photographing. It's family photography, right? You said family photographer, but you've created differentiation by qualifying it. So documentary family photographer. There, there are plenty of documentary family photographers, but documentary family adventure photographer, I, I mean, that piques my interest. What does that look like? What does that mean? And the, the image there on the homepage is a beautiful example of it. And then you also call out your marketplace, Boise, Idaho. I think this is a, a prime example of just a, a really, really strong position statement. So again, major props Thank to you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But what I want to do today is twofold, maybe just a little bit better understand... Well, I mean, you talked about how you came up with the idea, but how did you, because it is such a unique idea, how did you begin marketing it to your marketplace? I mean, you've got such a beautiful environment in that area in Boise. So, I mean, I guess that's a good start, but how did you begin to market this concept to the marketplace when they're not familiar with it? Honestly, it started with me getting lots and lots of models so that I could display the work that I had imagined my clients enjoying. And that was where I started. I, when I first figured out how I really wanted to do it, Mm. 
I ended up photographing, I want to say, 35 to 40 families. And it was insane. <laughs> I'm sure. But it worked. Yeah. And I got lots of images um, from that. And the one that you see on my homepage is one of those images because I just still love it so much. But it, this was like two years ago. Okay. And then I started realizing, well, I can't keep doing models all the time. <laughs> and that's how I came up with my brand ambassador program. Okay. Which I know we're going to talk about. We are going to talk about it in detail, but I actually want to park here for just a second with this idea of creating a unique business model. First, starting with the, the genre itself, adventure family photography, documentary adventure family photography. It's you've got to create some type of a portfolio, right? So in this case, you reached out to a variety of people. Was it family, friends? How did you get that group of people? It was a local mom's Facebook group. So they weren't all my ideal clients, but it didn't matter to me because it was going to be free. And I just needed images for people that had the kids in the right age range. Mm. And and I got literally over 100 people apply for the model program that I was offering at the time. And I was wow. looking for 50 families. And um, not everybody filled out the forms and not everybody did. So it was a way to classify who was going to be, you know, qualified or not to do <laughs> it just based on if they put the energy in yeah. um, to to contact me. But but yeah, it was insane. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> so were you doing those sessions at no cost to them? Like what was the, yes. obviously they're probably excited to get their picture taken, but what's kind of the value yeah. proposition to them when you're saying, hey, I want to take your picture. I'm going to use it for my new website. How did you sell that to them? Uh, literally that's exactly what I said to them. I said, okay. Hey, I'm doing this new thing. I really need more people so that I can try to see if this works and all of the things that make it positive for somebody else. Right. So you want to say what is in it for them yes. and what was in it for them was it was free <laughs> and everybody loves free photos. I mean, I cannot think of a family that doesn't enjoy that. And then, um, being that we live where we live, there's a lot of beautiful places. So I really hit up the idea that we're going to go to some beautiful scenery. We're going to see some great things and you get free pictures of your kids. And I want to say I gave them 25 images for free from the session. So literally it was all free. There was no charge, but if they wanted to purchase something extra, then they could do that. Okay. So that was definitely an option. And some people did go that route, but it wasn't about that for me. It was just about trying to get as many images as I could to choose from mm -hmm. so that I could make my portfolio what I wanted it to be. Why do you think that nobody else is doing this thing? I, I mean, I, I've seen, obviously I've seen photography of families in an environment. That concept isn't necessarily new. I guess maybe it's more specifically pitching the service specifically this way. Why do you think people aren't doing that? Um, you know, I feel like people, photographers alike and yeah. families okay. are stuck in this place of being very, um, I can't, traditional, I guess is the yeah. word. Sure. And so it's really hard to step out of that, especially when you know that's where you're going to get your money. Hmm. And I think that that really has a lot to do with it. And because of the fact that my husband does very well in his job and I homeschool two kids at home, like I'm, I'm here, I'm 
stay at home mom. I have the time and the energy to put into a specific niche like this where not everybody does, especially if they're trying to make it a business that will sustain them Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's not really yet sustaining me, but I have big plans. So we're getting there. Well, so this is actually, I'm I'm glad that we're talking about this for multiple reasons. One, it's important for all of our listeners, viewers alike to take inspiration from what Heather has done here because what we're talking about is actually creating a unique brand position, a position statement, but then ultimately a brand that supports that statement and offering a service that's, that is unique to the marketplace. And in this case, it may be specific to Boise, but I, I would venture yeah. that it's pretty unique in general, which is really, really cool. The caveat, and this is something I talk about during the brand position consults, the caveat to going super niche, the specificity is awesome because it makes marketing a lot easier. But if you go super niche, you also potentially may not have a large enough market to support in that in that local town or city or whatever it may be. And at that point, you may have to spread that that marketplace out. So it's in- interesting to hear your take on it so far. You got this thing started, it's working, but there may be opportunity to kind of go outside your marketplace to build, like you said, a sustainable full-time income as a result of this, this position and ultimately brand. Uh, I think that's right. interesting to note. I also think it's interesting you bring up the fact that right now you're a bit more reliant on your husband's income. I know that some photographers that are getting started are in an interesting place where they don't absolutely have to have money right today to pay bills, right? Which gives them the kind of freedom and flexibility to take some risk, to take some chances, to explore actually standing out and being unique. And I, I seriously applaud you for doing that, for taking advantage of that opportunity. And I would encourage our listeners, again, especially those that are part-time and aren't relying on that full-time income from their photography business yet, if they have the opportunity, if you have the opportunity to do that, go for it, just like Heather has, because I, I think there's massive opportunity. It takes a little bit of risk sometimes to do things that other people aren't doing. At, on the other end of that, if, if, it is, if, if there's strategy in place, on the other end of that um, could be a lot of success. So again, major props to you yeah. for that. Thank you. But I want to dig into this a little bit more because it's not just that you are offering adventure documentary family adventure photography, but you're also doing something quite unique in that you're offering an ambassador program. And this is also really, really cool. And again, props to you for doing something different. But I hear of this most commonly in senior photography, not so much in family photography. How did you even get the idea to do this idea to do this with family photography in the first place? It was a friend I have local to me who has an ambassador program for her seniors. And she said to me, hey, you know, um, this is what I'm doing. I'm so excited. I'm starting. And it wasn't that she was talking to me. It was that she was talking to her audience. And I happened to see this. And I went, well, why couldn't this work for me? (laughs) I mean, why not? So I just decided I brainstormed. And then it was something that I... I kept thinking to myself, no, maybe it won't work. Maybe it won't. And so, you know, you when you get those limiting beliefs about things, you just tend to put them aside. And there was a, another lady in a documentary I have to pause you. That, I have to pause you right there because this is a very interesting statement. You said when you get the limiting beliefs, you tend to put them aside. That would be the thing to do. I think most people, including myself, have a kind of a tendency of getting sucked up in those limiting beliefs. So let's just park on that for a second. How do you just push something aside so simply? Uh, is that like well, a habit that you've built up? Because I, I, I applaud you for it. 
Well, I mean, push it aside as in you're not going to do it anymore. You're thinking, ah, oh, it's not okay. going to work. So <laughs> I I'm not going to try it. Person that that just didn't yeah, no. deal with limiting <laughs> no. beliefs. Okay. <laughs> no, I definitely. We all have them, right? And so sure. there, everybody has their issues. Um, but I put it aside because I thought, no, I don't. I don't think this is going to work. And I couldn't brainstorm. I couldn't figure it out. And so. God was looking out for me that day, and literally within the next week, somebody talked about doing this in a documentary family environment, hmm. and in one of my groups. And I and we just had this. She had a conversation with me about how it could work, and she just sparked all these new ideas in me, and I went for it. Wow! And so that's where it kind of brain. I just brainstormed with her, and she gave me all kinds of ideas, and okay. and it's when I started my Facebook group, and I had all of these things happen all at the same time, and mm. it was just an amazing point, but busy point of my business because I was trying to do a lot at the same time. So oh yeah, I mean that is a lot at the same time. So yeah. I guess let's let's kind of break down what it looks like to have an ambassador program. As I understand it, I never really actively photographed seniors myself for my own photography business. My focus was primarily on weddings and couples and engagement sessions. When it comes to developing a, an ambassador program specifically for families, what are kind of the most important components of that ambassador program? As some of our listeners are like, hey, I, I want to give this a shot. Tell me more. Yeah, yeah. What were those? What would those important so, components be? The first thing that you have to realize is that brand ambassadors—they're there to work for you. Okay. You're going to be giving them all of these free things. You're going to be doing a a big service for them. They may not see it that way, but it really is a big service for them. So they have to, in return, absolutely provide you with something. And mm. so my biggest tip is to when you pick who you're going, and we'll talk about how to do that in a second, but when you pick who you're going to have with you, uh, my ambassador program lasts one year. And um, last year was the first year I did it. And so it was my experimental year. And this year is going a lot better. But last year was also COVID. So it was very difficult in general to do much. (laughs) But, um, But the biggest tip I have is to make sure that they work for you. And so I have my ambassadors write blog posts for me. Okay. Um, it's not many, and it's really more of a review type of thing, but it really helps give a longer story of the their experience and the way that they worked with me or what we did together, and they can write whatever they want. And I go through and I grammar check and I do all of the editing that I think needs to happen, and, sure. and I tell them what I'm changing so they understand why I made changes, okay. and then I post those. And then... So um, if, if we were to sum this up, and I'm taking notes, you see I have a pen, and for those of you who are watching, you may see me look down occasionally. I've got a notebook down here. I'm taking notes. But when you talk about looking for ambassadors who are willing to commit to building a brand with you, um, we could say for yeah. you, but it sounds a little better to say with you. So they're building it. You want somebody who's willing to commit to that process. You said not everybody is willing to make that commitment. How do you... What's I guess, what is the value proposition for them in that context? Or are you going to talk about that in a second? Well, basically, the value proposition is that they get amazing free photos okay. all year long of their family doing wow. fun things. Okay, And so for them, I plan it all. I really treat them well. And that is something that I'm going to talk about next, but making them feel special. Okay. Um, But yeah, so, but let me go back really quick to um, other, you know, making them work for you is you make them write reviews on Google and Facebook and 
just anywhere <laughs> that they can, or Yelp even, so that you get all of that benefits of the online SEO and all of the things that people need in order to hire you, social proof, right? They also have to share the work. So when mm. I hand them their free digital downloads, they have to share it and they have to talk okay. about it and they have to do whatever it is that I ask. And then um, I also give them referral coupons for other people. So cool. if they really are enjoying their time, they can contact their friends and they can say, hey, mm. you might want to do this. I have a coupon mm -hmm. for a session off of whatever percentage or dollar amount you'd like. And then and then that way they're your hopefully generating, you know, new people coming in for you as well. Well, the cool thing about having a code like that is that you can ultimately track that as well, right? I mean, you can get a feel mm -hmm. for how many potential clients or how many clients this particular ambassador is generating for you. There's something to be said exactly. for a little bit of data like that too. And I actually have it where they get money back off of prints or just in cash if they want, if they hire or if they bring people to me. So wow. that's just an extra incentive for them to to do that a little bit. And I haven't yet had that happen. But again, it's not that I'm not trying. It's just that, you know, I think it has to be the right circumstance, the right people, the right friends and the right situation to bring it up and all of those things. But oh, sure. um, hopefully, eventually that will start to pay for itself. So for okay. sure. So number one is look for ambassadors. And it may seem obvious to, to people that are listening in, but I guess it probably isn't, right? Not everybody's a good fit for a program like this. They have to be confident exactly. enough for themselves and certainly in your brand to, to be willing to talk about you actively. So we're looking for somebody who's willing to talk about your brand. And mm -hmm. I, what I love too about how you go about this is that you're not just saying, you got to talk about us, make sure that you send us some clients. You're actually giving them, sounds like a lot of detailed instructions and resources that enable oh, yeah. them to do that, which makes it easier for them, which is, I think that's super important. I'll even write out sample posts, a uh, Facebook posts that they can put out on their own so that they know exactly what to say. Cause sometimes they'll, and then they can tweak it to their liking, but it just gives them an idea of what I expect from them so okay. that they understand exactly what they need to put out there so that I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a funny thing. You know, it's actually speaking of, of, kind of giving instructions on how to share about you. We, we do this for the podcast. We'll put together graphics like after we finish up here in the next week or so, you're going to hear from Jill and you're going to have a graphic with your picture and our logo and that kind of thing. And she'll make some suggestions as to how you can share it. The funny thing about that, and I'm actually curious to, to hear your experience with this. The funny thing about that is not everyone who I have on the show uh, maybe reads those emails in detail or is kind of paying attention to the instructions. So sometimes we'll see these kind of wonky graphics that are just kind of throwing up on Instagram stories or something like that. And we're cringing internally. Um, and of course we appreciate the effort to share, but it, they don't always follow those instructions. I'm curious, have you run into any difficulty with that where your brand has been misrepresented in the process? No, not at all. Okay, and good. it may be that I'm still new to this process and I haven't run across that yet, but m mostly people just do what I ask because they don't, it's not hard. It's just posting images. There's mm. no graphics involved. There's no extra stuff. So it's okay. just about posting the images, sharing their experience, and then telling people how much they enjoyed it so that hopefully it'll inspire others to look into me as well. Cool. All right. So number one, look for ambassadors who are actually willing to sell you. What's the number? No, it's number two. Um, don't do too many families <laughs> because okay. what my plan was is for the entire year is I wanted to photograph each family once per 
quarter, which basically means once per season. And so Mm. for me, that makes sense because every season has different views, has different looks, has different temperatures, has different clothing, all of the things. So I could be going in the snow for adventures, or I could be going outdoors on a summer hike, or we could be in the rain. I mean, I've not done the rain because most clients won't do that, but I'm willing. (laughs) I'm willing to go in the rain. Um, And so there is a, there's a sense of you just have to figure out how many you can physically do mm-hmm. along with your own client work mm-hmm. and still make it profitable and make sense for you. You don't want to okay. give away too much too, like too much of your time because yeah. it is a lot of work to do this. So don't do too many families, <laughs> but so what it does just that look depends like? on your business model. Okay. And what does that look like for you? Like in a given month or two or three months, like how many, how many ambassadors would you photograph? Ideally, I have three families, and so I am shooting one a month, maybe, average, and then it usually works out to be uh, a little less than that, just because of, sometimes I shoot one family, you know, if, well, it just depends on scheduling and weather and all of the things. So the average is supposed to be once a month, so that I'm not trying to overcommit per month, so that I can fit other things into my schedule. So that's kind of where I'm at. And then ideally, it's enough that I all the, quote, best images from these sessions, I can start sharing online. And that's the other benefit to the brand ambassador program is okay. if your work is slow at the moment, the work that you're producing with your brand ambassadors is stuff that you get to share that's new and fresh online all the time. So yeah. that's one of the main reasons of doing it is so that you look busy. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. It does give you that opportunity. I mean, and I'm sure that there's some people that you can work with, uh, even in the context of COVID, who are willing to do, I mean, naturally, I guess most of these are outdoor sessions, but that feel comfortable enough with you to be able to do, even if they're socially distanced portraits, that you could still make those happen on occasion to at least continue to add to your portfolio that way. Exactly. Okay, so we, we start by looking for ambassadors who will genuinely do the work for you, who genuinely promote you. Um, secondly, don't take on too much of a load as far as the ambassadors are concerned, because you definitely don't want to bring yourself out and you need to ultimately photograph the paying clients. What's number three? Number three is make them feel really special. And so when they sign up, I'm really generous. I send them my client gift like I would any other client, which is just a book on, um, I think it's 50 things to do in the outdoors with your kids. And Mm. so it's just a book that I give all of my clients. And if they don't, if they already have it, like maybe they've worked with me before, then I send them something different. I give them Starbucks gift certificates um, all year long. So they're getting little treats here and there that they don't really realize. And then with the referral program, you know, I am giving them cash back or money on towards prints if that's something that they're interested in sharing. And are you um, doing that? Is it like as a percentage of sales or how do you figure out how much to give back to them? I honestly, I think I have it set as it's a hundred dollars back on each person they refer to me that books. Okay. And so that, that money is coming out of the the money that the new client is paying me sure. within their session fee. Sure. And so ideally most of my money is made back because I do IPS. So most of my money is made back on wow. my prints. So mm-hmm. really giving a little away from my session fee is not the end of the world for me. That totally makes sense. Okay. 
So make them feel special by, I mean, is it, would you say a lot of that centers around gifts, kind of added perks and benefits throughout the experience? Yeah. Throughout the year, they just get little things here and there that really make them feel special. And I'm kind of still, this is only my second year doing it. So I'm still exploring what that looks like because Mm -hmm. there are lulls parts of the year that aren't, they're not getting a lot. So I'm trying to figure out how to make them special, even on those off times. Um, the other thing is I have a Facebook group that is, um, gaining a lot of traction here in the area and I make them moderators of that group. So they feel important, um, as well. And they get to help manage, you know, people commenting mean or, you know, things like that. And they just (laughs) feel like there's, there's like an added, yay, I'm like important, you know, and anybody that has run a Facebook group before, it does feel a little cool to be that person. So I really like that they enjoy having that aspect to that too. Well, it sounds like we could kind of sum up this, this idea of helping them feel special, largely with the word significance. And we all as human beings like to feel significant in some way, you're doing that in multiple ways. I mean, you're giving them free photos, you're giving them Certainly additional gifts along the way. I mean, I'll take the Starbucks gift card. That sounds like a, a great gift. Yeah, exactly. And then also giving them even more significance with, with the Facebook group. That's that's pretty interesting too. Yeah. I, I mean, they they must truly feel like they're getting a lot of value from you as being a part of this program for them to be willing then to also spend additional time in Facebook. I'm sure it doesn't take a ton of time, but it's something extra to keep up with. That's That's really impressive. Yeah. And I don't get a ton of traction with the moderator piece of it, but just the idea. I mean, when I sign them up as a moderator, they're just excited and I can tell that. And so I just feel like last year, um, there was one brand ambassador mom that took it to heart and she did everything. She helped welcome my new members. She helped all kinds of stuff. And so that helps me in the long run too. So if they really do take it to heart, then I am all for it. (laughs) Brilliant. Okay. So yeah. we've got the three points. I think you've got one more to share. What's the what's the yeah, last important element of this whole process? Everything like with any model call you do, you make all of the decisions. So mm. it's is your business. You need to decide where you're going, what how long it's going to be, the locations, all of the things. So okay. for me, um especially I have different adventures that I want in my portfolio. Uh, so I will say, okay, we're going to go to X location. And I definitely choose it based appropriate for the family and their kids and their abilities and mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. And so I have a list at the beginning of the year that I give everybody and they have to choose which ones they would like to do. Okay. And so they are choosing, but it's off of a list that I have decided on for sure. I like this. And by the way, for everybody listening in, in, in case you missed it, we're talking specifically about the 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 clients, we'll put in air quotes, clients who Heather's photographing for the sake of the ambassador program. So in this case, she is being specific about what location, what this whole shoot's going to look like ultimately, because she is capturing images for portfolio, which will be displayed on, on the website or on social or otherwise. Uh, I just wanted to add that caveat, Heather, in case anybody had missed that. But I, I think that's interesting. I want to actually jump over to the the website. Um, I, I jumped to your your FAQ, but I actually want to come over here to, let's actually go to photos. And um, it, for anybody who's listening in, if you go to floydfamilyphotography.com, go to photos, uh, or gallery, and then photos, you can actually see examples of these sessions and I mean, even just this particular one is Hiking Box Canyon. And you can scroll through and see the, the thumbnails of this little adventure that the family went on. Or, you know, we can come over here to Sledding and Cascade. And, and again, same kind of concept, thumbnails from that particular session. 
uh, and the adventure and even a little family portrait there, a post family portrait to go with it. By the way, I also have to add this too. I love this really great call to action. I was I was just having a conversation about calls to action on our podcast uh, just yesterday, actually. And this is something that a lot of photographers don't include, at least not very effectively. But for anybody who's only listening to the audio version of this, what I'm looking at is this really great picture of a little boy with a fishing pole, probably a family member uh, further off, kind of blurred in the background in the river with a fishing pole as well. So they're there fishing. But the the big copy or the text on the picture says, ready to get out and play, question mark. And then the call to action is start your plan. And I just think this is brilliantly done. Did, it was this, again, something that you kind of just brainstormed to come up with, Heather? Or how did you come up with it? Well, thanks again to StoryBrand. I mean, okay. I literally, everything I do on my website has something involved with that book. And I just recently redid my website. And as of it was my goal to get it done before we did this podcast because I knew you're going to be showing it, and I had it done two weeks ago. Okay, and I was so excited because I just was—I'm so proud of how it turned out, mm. and yeah, all the calls to action, everything that's there—it's exactly mm-hmm. how I want it. So, and and I'm gonna for anybody listening in or watching who is not seen or excuse me read or listened to "Building a Story Brand" by Donald Miller, we'll <laughs> link to it in the show notes at bookapodcast.com. You've got to get. A copy of it. Um, it's it's yes. so so important. And actually, <laughs> Heather, have you read Marketing Made Simple yet? His kind of the sequel. I to have that? it. I have it sitting on my desk. Do you? okay, and not yet read it. I'm in the middle of something else at the moment, and okay. so it's my next. It's my next one for sure. Yeah, highly recommended. And again, for our listeners and viewers as well, cannot recommend that book enough. It's it takes building a, it kind of builds on building a story brand and makes it even more practical, especially as it relates to the website and breaks down how to lay out the website in such a way that you ultimately convert clients more effectively. Uh, super powerful stuff. In fact, they're actually doing a webinar, a free webinar, I think this week, tomorrow, in fact, that I'm going to jump in I think I saw on. that, yeah. 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 And I'm, I'm really curious to get in there because I, I know there's always opportunity to, to refine our websites in the way that we're ultimately funneling potential always. clients through <laughs> and converting them more effectively. So yeah, highly recommend all that content. Uh, but Heather, I really appreciate you making time um, to, to come and share this today. I know you're new in business. You took a chance to, to jump on the podcast, but you have such a unique business model that I thought it was important. I think I think it is important to, for our listeners to, to have to be exposed to that, to kind of hear what that process looks like. And I, I really appreciate you making time to to share with us. Well, thank you. I am so honored that you said yes, and I am just happy to be here in general. So, <laughs> yay! <laughs> well, for everybody listening in, and for those viewing as well, if you go to FloydFamilyPhotography.com, um, you can of course see Heather's website there. And then if you also go to, and I'm going to put this up on screen, it's Heather and then M-A-E-F-L-O on Instagram. We'll link to it in the show notes at bocapodcast.com just so that uh, everybody knows how to get there. But make sure that you go follow Heather. If you've got questions about the process, you may might she might even answer a DM if you send one to her. <laughs> absolutely. No problems. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Heather. And thanks, everybody, for joining us. Have an absolutely wonderful day. Thank you so much. Bye, Nathan.